0: Hey, cuties. This is Anastasia. And Agata. And we're here with Gabe. And um, say hi, Gabe.
1: <laughs> hi. <laughs>
0: and, Thanks for uh, having
1: me.
0: <laughs> we, we actually had like a very silly, funny show planned for you, um, which we'll do at a later date. But honestly, we didn't feel much like being funny right now. Um, So we kind of are going to give you a little bit of a different show than we normally give you. If you're, um, if your heart's too heavy and you can't hold any more weight, I completely understand this episode might not be for you. Cause we'll probably, uh, be talking about some heavy stuff. Uh, but there's, you can check out our back catalog. There's a great podcast called bananas. That's very silly. Um, There's other silly podcasts you can turn to, uh, but we just were feeling. We had heavy hearts ourselves and weren't feeling like being silly, to be honest.
2: Yeah, it feels. It doesn't feel right to be. I mean, this show, you guys know, is very lighthearted and stupid. And (laughs) in a lot of ways, we make a lot of jokes. We, you know, that's kind of the general vibe of what we do. Um, But just with everything that's happening right now, it just felt wrong and tone deaf and just like, I don't have it in me, honestly. Like, I think especially we are like, we are two white people and like we have a platform and it would not be right if we weren't using it to support the talk movement about,
0: that's going on. And talk about stuff that's more important than butts and basketball, to be
2: honest. Exactly. And I mean, we are two white people who have a show about basketball, which a lot of the players in both the NBA and the WNBA are black. And a lot of them are understandably very upset right now and protesting and feeling hurt and... Um, looking for support and i feel like we at the very least owe that to them um and to our listeners and to our community um and i think we like we like kind of struggle with it we were like how do we talk about this do we
0: do a segment do we do something at the very end of an episode and none of that felt right
2: it didn't yeah so you know I, you must be living under a rock if you don't if you don't know what's happening. But recap: um, a man, George Floyd, was murdered by a police officer, um, which has caused a lot of upset. Um, and now we are dealing with demonstrations across the country of people who are very rightfully demanding justice and wanting answers and. Wanting to feel like they're being heard, um, and it's so it's it's really wild right now. I mean, we just got a text that we ha- cannot leave our homes after six PM tonight. I mean, it's five thirty PM in Los Angeles
0: on Sunday night, and we got a text like ten minutes ago, like a you know a sort of like Amber Alert style security message on our phones that said. Um, we're having a curfew from 6, 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Our first curfew was last night, which was 8 p.m. to 5.30 a.m. And honestly, um, that was so angering. Uh, it's, it infuriates me that when it comes to our health and, and safety during the COVID-19 pandemic, they didn't do a curfew. When it comes to people demanding human rights and justice, they are so quick with that curfew. <laughs> um, it, it kind of just is infuriating to see where our leadership's priorities are. Obviously, you know we. This isn't a shock, but it still angers me
2: yeah and and seeing all the videos of people that are at these protests of just the brutality the like national guard is here the tear gas it's all it's all so fucked up and like horrible and i fully support the protesters and what they're fighting for and i know there are additional people who are using this as an opportunity to get in and fuck things up. Um, Really jokering it up out there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I think that like, you know,
0: I, I, I know that we probably have some listeners who are thinking, but what about the looting? It's not okay to loot. It's not okay to damage property. And, um, and that's why the police are using force. And, um, to that, I just want to say first and foremost, if you're focusing on the looting, then that's part of the problem because the media wants you and the people in power want you to focus on the looting and not what is being asked for by the, the black community. The fact that you're not focusing on the fact that people are being murdered in our country daily.
2: Yeah, you're you're more concerned about a CVS with his windows smashed out. Like, who gives a fuck? They're
0: if, fine. If the CEO of Target says, stop focusing on Target because we're okay, start focusing on people's lives, then you shouldn't care about Target more than the CEO of Target. The Target's going to be
2: fine. Yeah. And the, I mean, the looting is like, it's the last resort for a lot of people who are not being heard and haven't been heard for a really long time. And there've been so many people who have been murdered by the police and there's been a lot of protests. And I think people
0: it's been done peacefully for, yes. I mean, I am i don't even want to say years because yeah, we had the NFL kneeling for the national anthem right. protest. That was very peaceful uh, we had Black Lives Matter protests, uh, you know, in 2009, 2010, for the past decade, essentially. And, and yeah, that's been happening. It happened in the 60s. It's been happening pretty much through the whole history of the United States. Um, and so when peaceful protest is met with violence from the police and from lawmakers and and city leaders, people get mad. And I'm not justifying violence. I'm never for violence, but I understand anger and how that comes to happen. And on top of that, how looting is used against protesters.
2: Yeah. It's used as the one thing that's being singled out by the mainstream news. And the real story is being kind of covered up because that's, that's what they can show on the news. They can show a shot of fucking Walgreens or I don't know, and (laughs) and Starbucks was like burnt like, and those places are fine. They've got insurance. That's not really the point. Um, and these protests start out peaceful. Yeah. What they don't show you on the
0: news necessarily because it isn't exciting is, uh, in Los Angeles yesterday, there was a protest that started at Pacific park And um, all if you look on Instagram, you're going to see tons of amazing videos of indigenous dancers dancing, speakers speaking. It's all very beautiful and supportive and peaceful. And then the police show up, start shooting rubber bullets and uh, people get angry and I don't know how it happened. I wasn't there. But yeah, a cop car got set on fire.
2: But I think, you know, you might be wondering like, okay, well, I'm not racist. I'm fine. I'm not part of this. But the reality is we're all part of it. Yeah. And it really comes down to like really educating yourself because it's not the job of anybody else to teach you how to have empathy for other human beings or teach you the history behind a lot of this, a lot of like connections that you may not have ever thought of.
0: And it's not the job. Honestly, it's not the job of black people to fix this. They shouldn't like, I I get that they're organizing protests and they're trying to be heard that this is a, a huge, you know, issue in our country. But honestly, they can't do anything to fix this because white people have to fix this. It is our problem. We are like, it's happening to them. It is happening from white people. White people need to fix this and people in power. So the truth is, is that they've been doing this for hundreds of years, asking to be heard and it hasn't happened because people in power, people of privilege haven't wanted it to happen. So the truth is, is that the best thing you could do right now is talk to your family about this problem. Like call your, your family, call your dad, call your mom, call your racist uncle (laughs) and just like bring this issue up and, and, use social media, use whatever you have, whatever audience you have, whatever voice you have to, and I'm talking to white people, honestly, I, this is addressed to white people. This is not addressed to black people. They have done this their whole lives. Use your social media, use your audience to bring this issue up again and again and again, until we retrain cops until we abolish the police, <laughs> get rid of the militarized police that we currently have. It's insane how many weapons and tools they have to use against the their
2: the citizens they're supposed to protect. Meanwhile, how long did it take us to get testing for COVID? I don't know, like seven, eight weeks. And um
0: this is also I'm like so angry right now because yeah. Mayor Garcetti is holding our COVID testing hostage. He has said there will be no more free testing until the protest stop, um, which essentially he's just saying, hey, poor people, people of color, working class people, I want you to die.
2: Yeah, that's that's another horrific fucked up layer to this is now people are congregating A lot of them are wearing masks, but they're still very close together, being pushed into each other. Like the pandemic has not ended. It's not anywhere close to ending. So it's really scary to think about like the virus spreading between people and them having no way of knowing. And then, you know, you know what happens from there. They go home, they go to the store, they spread that shit around and we're in a really, really bad place. And That's on Garcetti because he's doing that as a punishment. He's saying if people are setting cars on fire, like the testing centers won't be open. And they have nothing to do with each other. (laughs) Meanwhile, he's probably the one who made the call to put the cars out there. He He wants people to, he wants to bait them into fucking up specific areas so that they don't fuck up the areas that he actually wants to protect to protect
0: exactly and he's trying to take sympathy away from the protesters and i'm i just want to yes. like beg everyone to keep sympathizing with the protesters because they are asking us to solve a problem of people being murdered by a police force that's supposed to protect them daily I mean, in LA, it happens so regularly. It's so common in LA. So I I think it's easy to get caught up in a conversation about what about property? What about looting, et cetera, et cetera. Let's just not have that conversation. Because the truth is, is that...
2: It's just a distraction from the real issue.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: And there's there's no depth to that conversation either. There's nothing exactly. to discuss. It's like everyone is against violence and like against like the destruction of small businesses and right. And exactly. Th- that kind of chaos.
2: And like, there are people who will join into this shit just to fuck stuff up. They don't care about the cause they're just using it as an opportunity for chaos. Yeah, exactly. The jokers that previously mentioned <laughs> jokers. I'm assuming they're out there and they're fucking <laughs> Jared Leto get up <laughs> being fucking dicks. <laughs> Um, yeah. And I just, I want to say like specifically regarding NBA players, like we spend a lot of time watching them as entertainment. And then I think, you know, they're real people. They're not here to just be on your TV for two hours. And then when they're just begging for people to acknowledge that their lives matter, that we like turn our backs to that because it's so fucked up. Like if you care about them as players on your favorite team, you should care about what matters to them, how safe they feel in this country and really like how, what we can do to improve that. It broke my
0: heart. Um, seeing Carl Anthony towns. I'm like tearing up. Sorry. Um, Carl Anthony Towns lost his mom to covid. I hopefully I'm weaponizing my white tears for good <laughs> <laughs> right now but he um he lost his mom to covid and he was out there protesting with other people and it's just like it's so amazing to see him do that when I, he must be you know in so much pain. In so much pain. Yeah. He was um, standing next to Stephen Jackson, who gave a really great speech. Um, oh, and I just want to mention we're gonna put links in the um, episode description to this um, in this episode to everything we're talking about, to ways that you can help um, to ways that you can educate yourself because also, I mean, if if this is something that's new to you, um, there's so many great resources to educate yourself on this problem. Um, but he was standing next to Stephen Jackson, uh, former NBA player at a press conference. Um, Stephen Jackson was friends with George Floyd. And um, I can't even imagine what's going through Carl Anthony Towns' head in this moment,
2: you know? Yeah. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, you, if you're looking for what to do, if you're still unsure, I mean, it really comes down to educating yourself. And the onus is on all of us, especially white people who have white privilege, have never had to fear for our lives when we're pulled over that by the police, who've never had to like be in this position it's on us to read, listen, watch, understand. as um, Asia just mentioned, we're putting a Google doc link um, that came from a black lives matter website that has a ton of really good resources on it. I just want to mention a, a couple books that I thought were really good. Um, there's one called white fragility by Robin D'Angelo. That is a really good deep dive into that, um, and then one called "White Supremacy and Me" by Layla Saad. She's also a really good person to follow on Instagram, yeah. and um, Rachel Cargill as well is another person. I think you really want to expand where the kind of information you're getting. If if everyone in your life and everyone that you follow is white, you're not going to be absorbing a lot of the messages that you need to be hearing and just,
0: and hearing the perspectives. Yeah. I mean, you, the, the, uh, I, you know, growing up in Arizona, um, and having step parents who are, you know, Fox news Republicans. It's so interesting how they get one perspective and that's it. That's their tried and true, but we have the whole internet. At our disposal. So, like, maybe try and branch out. Look at who, you know, Black Lives Matters is retweeting. Or some of the basketball players are retweeting. Yeah. or Or posting on their Instagram or whatever.
2: There, There's infinite resources out there. I think, like, the other thing that's really important is... I mean, I want to shout out everyone who's protesting. I... I'm not physically doing that, but I am supporting them with money. And I feel like everyone who sh- everyone should be doing that.
0: I think um, if you can protest and you feel comfortable with that, great. Uh, but I, I do get that it is very scary uh, being in a large crowd, um, especially with the police attacking people um, and, and, it's, the pandemic. and the <laughs> pandemic going on. So if you don't feel comfortable with that, there are other ways to support Um, You can donate to a number of bail funds. Yeah. You can support a number of um, victims of violence uh, to get food, medical help, um, legal help.
2: I want to say, make sure you're double checking where you're sending your money to because a lot of people are scammers that will use a horrible tragedy like this to... Collect a fuckload of money and then never have to answer questions about it. Um, so pay attention. There's a GoFundMe out there for George Floyd's family. I mean, I I'm assuming with you know the amount of people talking about this that they're getting well taken care of. But nothing replaces a human life. Yeah, and a a father and a husband and you know a son. Um, so there's a ton of other places to send your money. There's a lot of... Pla- I mean, we'll we'll share it on our social accounts and... And the episode on the li- description. Yeah, and the links and stuff. Um, and then I think the other really important thing is just to really identify your own blind spots and listen to people who are telling you how they feel and don't tell them that they're wrong for feeling the way they are. Um, I think it's really easy to become
0: defensive Um, when someone is saying, this is what white people do. If you're white, you might think, I don't do that. I'm not the bad person. And honestly, that doesn't matter. Like You don't matter in that conversation. What matters is that this is something that's happening often enough that it is affecting... The lives of our black neighbors and friends. So just listen to how they feel about it. Educate yourself and realize that this is something that happened. It's not an attack on you personally. If you do do the things that they're complaining about, just accept criticism and, and adjust to, yeah. your behavior. Use it to grow. It's There's nothing wrong with with growing as a human being making yourself a better person to have in a community in in a country mm-hmm. you know, like w- why not help other people have better lives
2: <laughs> you know yeah i i like you were talking about earlier i was not really raised in a like super inclusive home where where that was like a priority. And it was something that I didn't even think about for a long time because I had the privilege of not thinking about racism or how it was affecting people. Um, And that's something you have to actively do work to change. It doesn't happen automatically. And if you don't make that decision, then you're just idly floating by and... You're not part, you're not part of it in the way that you need to be because it's not, it's not going to happen on its own. Yeah,
0: exactly. And it is our responsibility. Yeah. It is not, you can't say this is not my, this has nothing to do with me because this is your country. If you're American, if you're not American, um, you know, Check out what's happening in your own country. But if you are, like, this is your country. This is your, like, um, fellow citizens and residents of the United States. And it should affect you if they are being murdered en masse. You should stand up for those, for other people. And, like, I, this is something that is probably really cheesy, but there's this John Donne poem called for whom the bell tolls, where it says, do not ask for whom the bell tolls, it tolls for for thee, which means if pain and suffering is happening to another person, it should affect you because we're social animals, we're a society, we're humans, we're humanity, right? So if you think I have nothing to do with this, this doesn't concern me, If you live in this country, it does concern you.
2: Yeah. And there are other ways that you can help Black, Indigenous, people of color, um, specifically, like, at work. I mean, there have been so many conversations that I've had at jobs where people said, Things that they don't realize are fucked up, but are fucked up, and it really shouldn't be on that person to have to speak up. You can always, you can always be that person. You can always be helpful to other people. You can advocate for hiring more Black, Indigenous people of color. You can, you can ha- ask people questions about, you know, using stop. Like even something as simple as like is every stock photo we're using of white people <laughs> like because then you're sending the message of this this thing is only for white people and that's the message that black people and indigenous people and other people of color have been receiving their whole lives and that's not true
0: and i i think like there's something that happens often and you know sometimes it's like a coworker or an older relative Where they think, oh, we're two white people here. Yes. So I can reveal, I can say this thing to you because you get it, right? Don't just shrug off that moment. Use that as an opportunity to say, I don't agree with you. And I don't, I think what you said is wrong. Like, I think we need to start stepping up. Uh, We are not doing enough to change and solve this problem. Um so if you s- have an opportunity like that, don't shirk away from it. It is your duty to step up and say I don't agree with you. Yeah. You don't have to get into a whole conversation with it if you don't feel comfortable with that, but just saying you don't agree with someone is huge.
2: Right, like even if it's some racist relative that you know is not going to change their ways, you are making a stand and you are going to, if there are other people around, you're going to make that stand for everyone else. And that is important because that changes the perception. It's not like these white people are all going to agree with me. It's like, oh shit, I can't just be spreading this bullshit everywhere I go. (laughs) Exactly. They should feel uncomfortable, not us. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think once it gets to that point where people are called out enough it will flip.
0: Yeah, we need to normalize empathy for people who are not like ourselves. <laughs> we need to normalize standing up against racism and other injustices. So, you know, it's not always comfortable and it's not going to be comfortable, but I think it, it's necessary Yeah, uh, when people hard. are dying.
2: <laughs> it, yeah, it's hard. And doing it, for yourself is probably the hardest because you don't want to acknowledge that you have any of that in you, but you do. Yeah. We all do.
0: Yeah. I think that's the other thing is like, we need to in- acknowledge our own internal biases. Like if, you know, you're be if you're defensive, uh, you're not going to change. But if you acknowledge, like, yeah, I have thought or felt this, um, or maybe I am a manager who only hires white people or whatever it is, recognize it and change. I mean, that's all That's all any of us can do. Um, and honestly, you are going to Appreciate yourself so much more down the line. When I was younger, I mean, there were lots of things that I did that I'm not proud of now, but I recognize them now, and I've changed. I'm. I think I was. I was a defensive person when I was younger. Yeah, I was like, no, I'm. I'm good. I'm feminist. I'm liberal. I'm. You know, I come from an immigrant uh, Latin family, but. Still, there's inherent bias there, and you all you need to do is acknowledge that, recognize it when it happens, and change. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we, there's a couple NBA related things. We were like, should we <laughs> bring this back to the NBA? It doesn't matter. We're just talking. Um, but there are some things that I, I really, you know, wanted to point out um that people are posting, should we do this Doc Rivers um, yeah. statement? Cause it was really wonderful. Um you everyone knows Doc Rivers, the coach of the LA Clippers, um, and wow. <laughs> and former basketball player and father of current NBA player Austin Rivers. So in the first part he um Just says that his father was a police officer and he kind of gives his background a little bit as far as how he's personally dealt with racism and has had scary moments, including his house being, being burned down, which is wild.
2: Okay, so he says... The response we are seeing across the nation to the murder of George Floyd is decades in the making. Too often people rush to judge the response instead of the actions that prompted it. We have allowed too many tragedies to pass in vain. This isn't an um, African-American issue. This is a human issue. Our society must start getting comfortable with the uncomfortable conversation and do the right thing. Silence and inactivity are not acceptable anymore. Now is the time to speak. November is the time to vote. Your words carry a lot of weight and your ballots carry even more has come to confront real problems and be part of the solution amen it's a great summary of everything we just yeah he said said it
1: it
0: way better than (laughs) us (laughs) he said it in like more eloquently and
2: efficiently than we did so just listen to doc actually yeah Um, i mean and we we're not perfect either i mean i'm sure i'm sure we make mistakes all the time and we want to hear about it if we do
0: yeah, I, I think that's the uh, something important that I probably should have said at the top of this, but we're white people and you're listening to us at, in this moment and we're trying to use this platform for this cause, but please listen to what black people are saying. Um, don't take it from us. Take it from them. Like, hear them and really, like, uh, you know... Um, uh, former guest, Jocky Sneal, uh, is posting so many amazing things on Twitter right now. Listen to him. Like, listen to the NBA players. Um, they're definitely going to say it better than we ever could.
2: Yeah. I mean, they don't, they shouldn't be the ones who have, have to, to educate do you. Do <laughs> it. And we, I mean, I don't know what we're doing. We're just trying, we're trying to be we're trying to do the right thing. And, and it feels like.
0: I just want to put plainly for one second. Do not ask a person of color, a black person, an indigenous person, a gay person, how you can be a better ally. Because honestly, it is not their responsibility to educate you. Um, you need to educate yourself. And I guess we can educate, we can support them just listening to them
2: yeah i mean pretty much everything i said was things i've learned from listening to black people speak about this And yes me too yeah so the, we're not saying anything revolutionary we're just amplifying the message that is needs to be spread wider the same thing that doc rivers is talking about this is all of us you can't be silent and you can't act like this isn't your problem because it is all of our problem it's a hard conversation, but
0: we have to have it. Like Lives are at stake. Yeah. Um, Jalen Brown... Actually, a, t- a bunch of NBA players went to protest. There's a very um, f- cute <laughs> video of Ennis Cantor
2: wearing his jersey. With he really wanted to be <laughs> recognized, I'm
1: assuming.
0: <laughs> he has a mask on and he's like... um. Oh people won't be able to see my face. I'm going to wear my Jersey and be seven feet tall and stick out in this crowd. Uh, but it was cute. And I'm glad he protested. Yeah. Um, but Jalen Brown went to protest. He also um, said uh, where he was going to be. I think in trying to encourage other people to, to meet him there, which honestly I've, feel like it's a scary thing to do. but Totally. But kudos to you, Jalen Brown. Um, and there, we have this little video from his um, Instagram Live that he did in Atlanta.
1: Whatever, it's a peaceful protest, but I definitely want to be in a celebrity, being an NBA player, don't exclude me from no conversation at all. First and foremost, I'm a black man and I'm a member of this community and I grew up on this soil, so I wanna say that first and foremost, but it's a peaceful protest, we walk walking, And that's it. Raising awareness. Some of the injustice that we've been seeing is not okay. And as a young person, you gotta you gotta listen to our perspective. Our voices need to be heard. I'm 23 years old, I don't know all the answers. But I feel how everybody else is feeling. For sure.
2: There's, no there's
1: Ennis Cantor in the comments.
2: Oh, he's saying hell yeah. <laughs> No question. Cute.
0: He brings up being young. And I think that's really interesting because um, I think people tend to dismiss young voices. Like, for example, if you're talking to your dad or your uncle or someone or your mom. um, Don't get discouraged by that. I, I think being young actually gives you the benefit of not being jaded. Young people are the future. Yeah. And um, some of the best movements in the past and the biggest changes have come from young people. Um, So kudos to Jalen Brown.
2: Next up, we have a tweet from Chineo Gumake. She says, No amount of success can save you from a society that can turn on you based on how you look. This is our everyday. I mean, it's pretty much the same point that Jalen Brown was making. Like, No matter how rich and famous you are, you are still a black person first. Yeah. And feeling unsafe and...
0: LeBron said, why doesn't America love us too? Which is like (laughs) so heartbreaking. It really is. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wrote a beautiful um, op-ed... In the LA Times Which I actually haven't finished yet (laughs) Mm. Um, But he's such a great writer And We're not going to read it all here (laughs) Yeah we
2: can't read it You guys should read it if you can access it It's really good I mean it really dives into Why the protests are happening um, And really the focus of The focus of like How these protests like these protests are a last resort for so many people who have been peacefully protesting for many years who have no other Avenue to be heard. And they're being dismissed by so many people, by our government, by our president, by our fucking Cheeto president. (laughs) Like they have, they have no other option. They want to stop being murdered and they have no other option. And if you're saying
0: why aren't they concerned about COVID-19, they are. They don't want to be in the streets protesting. Uh, they would rather be keeping their families safe, but this is a desperate situation. They are desperate to have the police stop murdering their community. Um, so they're they're thinking about, their families, their communities. And, um, I think we need to treat this with the desperation and urgency that they are feeling right now.
2: Yeah. And if it's not clear by now, we fully support black lives matter. We fully support the protesters fully support everyone doing what they can to get the word out about this. We fully support, um,
0: dismantling the police as we know it, changing, the concept of police um, in our country, because right now they do not protect. They do not serve everyone or most people. I would say most people aren't protected or served by the police. Uh, They're too powerful. And I think we really need to reassess how that part of each community operates.
2: Yeah. And if your reaction to hearing Black Lives Matter is all lives matter, that's a really harmful way to look at it. Because black people are not asking to be an exception here. They're asking to be treated the same as everyone else. And
0: And of course, all lives matter. No one said it. They didn't. They're saying that this is a very specific issue that we need to fix. Look, we've rambled about this long enough, uh, but we'll probably ramble about it more. <laughs> I think, I <laughs> in think other, we can wrap it up. In other episodes. But well, we'll yeah. ra- I just think this conversation isn't over. Um, and, yeah, you know, I, I don't want you to think, okay, I'm going to fight with you about this because I'm going to change your mind. You're not going to change our minds. We don't don't feel like you need to fight with us, but if you have questions about this and want to ask us, we may not have the answer, but we might be able to point you in a direction where you can find the answer. Um, if you want to continue this conversation in a kind, constructive way, we are very open to continuing that conversation. So please reach out to us. please, check us out on social media or you can email us town, and and we're happy to continue that conversation. Uh again, we're going to provide so many resources in the episode description and on our social media.
2: Yeah, and if you're if you don't like this episode and you wish that we wouldn't be talking about this, then Fuck too off. bad because <laughs> We are, and and this is not a one-time thing. I mean, this is an ongoing, this is like a revolution.
0: Yeah, I, I honestly can't see this ending in a week. We will be putting out an episode next week as well. And uh, this is probably still going to be on our minds. So um, it, this isn't going to be the last you hear of this. Uh Gabe, any last words? We didn't let you speak a whole lot. We're we're chatty Cathy's here.
1: <laughs> no, it's okay. I feel um almost Gabe like said all lives to- matter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I did gonna- not say that. I didn't say <laughs> I that. <saw> it. <laughs> um I I don't I don't I feel kind of paralyzed by all of this. Um and I feel almost incapable of speaking articulately about it. And about how I feel about it. Um, But I do want to say that I appreciate having the opportunity to help you guys make your voices heard. And you, like, I've been in this video window essentially nodding my head the whole time. So, (laughs)
0: Like a little bobblehead.
1: It makes me feel like I'm doing something to be able to, like, because I agree with everything you guys are saying. um, To be able to help you guys amplify your words. And also, you know, I, um, you know, there are people, I, I moved to Denver some time ago. It's a new city for me, but there are people at city hall or at the state building here protesting. And I wanted to say that I'm standing in solidarity with those people as well. Um, I really appreciate the people here in this city who are protesting,
0: and about protests i just want to mention really um briefly if you do feel comfortable protesting i have to say it every time that i have felt hopeless and lost and just really fearful of the future of our country going to a protest is an amazing way to feel like you're part of a community who wants the best for this country and it has lifted me up and in ways that I've never felt before. So if you do feel comfortable going to a protest, I think it is actually a very cathartic, peaceful, constructive way to, you know, let those emotions out.
2: And definitely if you're going to do that, prepare, bring all the right equipment, bring everything. Like there's lots of guides. We'll post a guide. We'll post a guide. Yeah. Like, you know, make sure that you've got water. Make sure you've got gloves, masks. Turn your snacks. phone on airplane mode. Yeah. Um, right, leave your phone at home because
0: they yeah. can track
2: your phone no matter where it is, even if it's off.
0: There's also numbers for local legal aid that you should write on your body. Yes, because they do not let you have phone numbers. If
2: you get <laughs> yeah. If you get shoved onto a bus, yeah, you're screwed. So prepare. Yeah. Um, and you know be we safe. support you. Be, be safe, safe. Um, and we and love if you. If you're not able <laughs> to we,
1: s- to protest, and you are able to open your wallet, please, please do that. Exactly. Yes.
0: Yes. Support the people who are out there. Open your wallet. Open your mind. Open your mouth. Be heard in other ways. But sometimes shut your mouth too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So sometimes shut your mouth and listen as well. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. I think,
2: I think that's enough. Yeah. We love you guys very much. Love you. Bye. Bye.